Welcome to This Much Love, a recurring positivity podcast with Katie Harth and Keenan Schneider. Episode 1, Metacast. So, this is our podcast. Yeah. This is my first ever podcast. Yeah, you've never done one. I've never done one. I've done a lot of podcasts. You have done a lot of podcasts. I've done maybe too many podcasts. Too many? (laughs) At one time, I had too many. Too many simultaneously? Too many simultaneous shows. Okay. Yet at at one time, I think I was doing, well, maybe not even actively, but I had like three that were still live and kind of up and running. Right. Even though I was only doing maybe one actively. And so now you're going for a healthy two. Yes. Possibly a third in the future. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) I I know. It's, it's It's an idea that's being floated. We'll talk about this offline. <laughs> uh, that's unfair. I'm we, your partner. I deserve transparency. Well, I mean, yeah, transparency. I think the problem is, is that like we're, I'm happy to explain this to you. Like I, mm-hmm. I would love to be able to just like tell you all of the things. Right. But it's sensitive and you don't want it to be part of the podcast. Exactly. Even though you're going to be the person handling the editing. Yes. So you could cut it out it's gonna ruin the entire flow okay (laughs) we've got a good thing going right now okay fine um okay so this is our positivity podcast yeah the goal is to talk about things that make us happy because we both are very passionate people who get Mm -hmm. very excited about the things that we love and we love to share those things with the people in our lives yeah and you are a person in my life yes and so we do a lot of sharing a lot one another maybe too much sharing why is this the theme the too much i don't know if it's why is this much this much this much sharing (laughs) this much love yes this much love um and that actually brings me into my my question for you oh shit yeah i know (laughs) keenan i love how formal this got I'm putting on like my best Terry Gross right now. Mm-hmm. All right, Keenan. So tell me, how much do you love podcasts? Is that really the question? That's really the question. So we're starting, we're going super meta. Oh, yeah. We're going super meta on the pilot episode. I think it's really interesting because in, in my life, I'm surrounded by a lot of creative people. Yeah. I just am. Mm-hmm. The number of people who do podcasts is you. In like my life. That's it. That's it. I mean, if you count like Nate and Klein and like there are people on the periphery, but they're all involved with podcasts who are like spurned or created by you. Fair enough. Or that are spurned and created by you. Yeah. And so podcasting in terms of like media that we consume is like a relatively new form of sharing and creating media. It's accessible and available to a lot of people on a low budget. Yeah. And it's only becoming more prevalent. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And so my question for you is this. Why do you love podcasts so much or how much do you love podcasts? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so can so can this be multiple parts? Like, are we talking about like me podcasting plus like the podcast that sure. I love? To, okay. Absolutely. So like both as something that you create and consume. Interesting. Well, so I think starting from the consume side, because that's where I started first. Uh, I think it's it. 
it comes from like this. There are a lot of activities that I like to do where I don't have sort of like the mental stimulation going on. So like if I'm playing certain video games or if I'm commuting to work or something like that, um, I think I really love listening to something that makes me think about stuff. Uh, and it's usually like just hearing people talk like it's not even uh sort of these npr style podcasts which i like like I, I like those a lot where it's you know maybe telling like a greater narrative or or doing some sort of investigative thing i think that can be a lot of fun but my favorite things to listen to are just two maybe three people or you know maybe a small group of people that just have like a really good rapport uh where it doesn't really matter what they're talking about just their their charisma and their excitement with each other is enough uh, to be enticing. And so I think like that's just really fun to hear people's takes and hear their sort of perspectives on things um, when I'm otherwise not super engaged with what I'm doing. And so mm -hmm. it's, it's really nice to have, you know, these uh, these personalities or these um uh, these people that I can count on to be fun and engaging while I'm just kind of like otherwise mindlessly doing something. I You can't see this, dear listener, but I just like I'm pantomiming holding a controller in my hand and like wiggling my thumbs around like I'm <laughs> controlling. Uh, you, you know, know, air game. Yeah, I'm air, air gamer. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so it's just it's it's been something for so long. It used to just be music. Like it would be music that I'd be listening to. And then like podcasts became really easy to download and, and access. I think with um, the different apps that became available on the various uh, Apple devices that I had, it was really easy to just start listening to the shows that I found interesting. I think one of the first shows that I started getting into seriously was the talk show by John Gruber. And it I was, was going to ask what you're like, if you can recall your first podcast that you loved yeah i think that was probably the first one and that was back when i was like i was still working for apple i was really excited about apple stuff and i thought john gruber always had really great perspectives and he would bring people on like he'd bring on these uh, some of these guests that i really loved like you know um john moltz uh i'm just name dropping people that m most of people who <laughs> listen to this won't even know but like like they would get together and it would be such a fun lively like exciting conversation and they talk about apple stuff and so it was like a topic that i was really interested in and personalities that i really enjoyed listening mm -hmm. to and i remember like i would be playing minecraft mm -hmm. with my roommate at the time fletcher we'd be playing minecraft together just kind of futzing around and like building these fortresses and stuff like that while listening to uh the talk show and it was mm -hmm. just it was always such a joy um and so I realized that there were these shows that were going to be great for just like keeping me company. Interesting. And so it became not only stuff I did during video games, it became things I was doing like during household chores or my commute to work. Um, the only time that I really can't listen to podcasts are when I have to think about something else. So if I'm writing, if I'm reading something, I can't do both at once. Um, and when I'm at work, so much of my job tends to require me writing or reading something sure. so podcasts just aren't great for work but to fill the void otherwise like i can't think of a better 
thing. I, I love music and that's great because I don't have to think about music. I just like get to jam out. Right. Um, that's the music is good for those other times when you do have to think about something else. Right. Yes. Podcasts yeah. when I don't have to think about anything. Music when I have to think about a lot and I just want something. I think the the key here is that I'm creating noise for myself in right. the background because yeah. reality is too diff- is too hard to deal with. Right. I think that that's so interesting and I appreciate that you you framed it in such a positive light. Um, <laughs> but I think it's really interesting because for me, podcasts have to be something where I'm where I I cannot be engaged with really much of anything else. Like I would say that the, <laughs> this is going to sound bad, but the most engaged that I am while I'm listening to a podcast is while I'm driving. Yeah. I cannot play a game. I cannot, you know, do anything else. Like I would say that driving is probably more active than something like cleaning around the house or, yeah. or those kind of more passive um, activities. So I find it interesting that the goal for you in general is to constantly have stimulus. Yeah. When that is something that is can be like a double-edged sword yeah. for you. Too much. Yeah. So it's about finding that balance. Yeah. But I get what you're saying about driving because mm-hmm. I love podcasts when I'm driving. Mm-hmm. But it's mostly because like I don't – as weird as it sounds, like I don't need to think too much while I'm driving. So I need much to be of responsive that, and reactive yeah. and aware, but there isn't constructive thought happening necessarily. Totally. Like so much of it is relied, uh, relying on like muscle memory. And, and in the moment. Mm-hmm. Totally. And so like if somebody cuts me off or traffic is getting weird or I have to think about like where I'm turning or whatever, like that all just kind of happens as part of like the natural reaction that you have. Sure. Rather than me thinking like, oh, I need to construct this sentence and this is how it needs to sound or something. Sure. Like, it's a very different way of being I think present. it's also just, it's also, for me, it's, I think, this interesting idea of, like, the part of your brain that take that is required for constructing and deciphering language. Yeah. Um, I think that's the real key difference, is that if there is anything else that, re- that involves me needing to converse, read, or write, podcasts are out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would just like it's interesting to me because for I I would grew up as a kid who listened to a lot of NPR. My parents are diehard liberals and my experience of being in a car was <laughs> smooth jazz or NPR. <laughs> it was a, a really difficult upbringing. Mine um, mine was like Toto or uh, like Africa Toto? Yeah, oh, like <laughs> Toto. Like it was and not even Africa, it was Rosanna. Sure, sure. Uh like the eighties greatest hit CDs or mm-hmm. the Cubs baseball. Right. <laughs> the def- and so <laughs> I grew up with that more um narrative based radio show um experience. And that has lasted with me. And I don't think I listened to those casual talk podcasts. Until I met you, honestly. Yeah. They honestly drove me crazy. Really? Mm-hmm. Because they weren't polished and it was people rambling or, and here I am, you know, in this podcast now. My life has <laughs> My come full circle. tables have turned. Correct. Um, but I think, so I, I wonder, so how long ago was that talk show with John Gruber? When did, when did podcasts make their arrival in yeah. a significant way into your life. There's probably sometime around 
2012. So it's probably been a good six years or so. Okay. So you're in like your mid 20s. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't even remember exactly. I think it was because I would read John Gruber's website during Fireball mm-hmm. so much, and he would always plug the show. Uh, and so I started listening to a couple episodes and they were during fireball or the talk show has an interesting history where it used to be done with just two hosts, John Gruber and, um, John Benjamin, Dan, no, Dan, Dan Benjamin, (laughs) right? He's on back to work with Merlin Mann. I think his name is Dan, Dan, Dan Benjamin. Okay. Okay. So (laughs) either way, he used to do that show. And then they had a falling out and John Gruber ended up taking the show. Like he took the name um, and there was some, I I don't know if it was bad blood necessarily, but things like ended weirdly. I didn't really like the talk show before, but I started after John Gruber started like doing the talk show on his own. That's where I started getting more interested. And I think because the guests were changed up frequently and he he typically picked people that i liked hearing from Mm -hmm. and it's a weird thing because normally i don't like guests on shows like i i start to get into this little uh like area of safety with uh with podcast hosts where i'm just kind of like no i want to hear from you two forever and ever and then the second there's a guest i'm just like i don't know what's going on here (laughs) so is it so i think something that Merlin Mann, who is on Back to Work and yeah. on a number of podcasts that you enjoy listening to. I think Merlin Mann's one of my favorite people in the world. Mm, I love listening to him. He is this. <laughs> yeah, he truly is like this very. in, And this is going to sound patronizing. and I don't mean it. He's this endearing blend of. Compassion and neuroses mm-hmm. um, that I really like and a part of me deeply resonates with but something that he says or has said a number of times about the podcast that he does and he listens to or the things that he's learned over his time creating podcasts is that it's so much less about the content and so much more about the relationships between the people on the podcast which is something that you highlighted earlier yep he speaks to my heart yeah so it seems interesting to me that like there was this initial podcast that like made its way into your heart did not rely on those relationships. Yeah. Do you feel like that you had a relationship with John Gruber in particular? Do you think that there was a shift at some point in your podcast ideology where you shifted from content Apple that resonated with you to relationships? I think one the the relationship between me and Apple at the mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. was very strong. Yeah. So I think I came for that. Like I, I came to the person that I trusted most for their viewpoints on Apple, like when it came to providing commentary and insight into decisions that the company made and all that. So I think that was the thing that was most interesting. I think John and the guests that he brought on had just enough to say there where I was like, yes, I am in this. Um, but I think the next show that I really got into, uh, that definitely became like the content's great. Don't get me wrong, but I think there was the relationships overall, uh, and they continue to be in their various shows. Uh, but the, was my brother, my brother, and me. Yeah, the McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. No, uh, but their their shows are so delightful. And I listened to my brother, my brother, and me for you know 
months. Like I think that's where the the talk show might have started to take a little bit of a backseat mm. because I just went back into the archives with my brother, my brother and me. I didn't start at the beginning, but I just downloaded dozens and dozens of episodes. And so every morning when I commuted to work, every evening commuting home, it was just the McElroys. And that's where I think it was like, I don't care what they're talking about. I mm-hmm. care about how they're talking about it to each other. Yeah. And they are comedians. They're hilarious. But they are, they're, they have so much love for each other that is obvious. Uh, like they, ha- they have so much love for like interacting with each other that is obvious uh, when they talk. And so I th- realized like, oh, I will follow these guys anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like as long as it's the three of them, I will, I'll, I'll be in. Sure. So, um, yeah. I don't know how I got on the on some of the other shows that I listen to regularly. Um, like I don't know how I first heard Merlin Man. Mm. Um, it was probably I used to listen to another like a very Apple focused tech podcast called Accidental Tech Podcast, ah. where John Syracuse is on that show. Yes. And I realized that I really love listening to John Syracuse. So talk about pretty much anything. And so, and then when I saw that Merlin Mann and John Syracuse were going to be doing a show together. Is that reconcilable differences? Yes. Okay. That's, uh, we're, God, we have so many things that we have to put in the show notes. Yeah, I know. I was just going to say, I should probably start taking notes about the show notes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, reconcilable differences is just Merlin Mann, John Syracuse, two people who think about things in very different ways and approach how they're doing things in very different ways. But they're they're both so interesting and have their own charisma. And I think that's the show that might have really taught me that it doesn't matter what they're talking about as long as they seem to like really enjoy talking about and have uh, very engaging uh, things to say. and really not not even that the the again the content is there but that there's some excitement or passion or whatever like i i have no desire to be a parent i don't want to have kids i don't care about cars like but when they bring these things up i'm like yep on board like because i just loved hearing you talk about this stuff sure it's more about the relationship than it is about the content yeah so, so now that we've said that like 30 times, right? Well, I mean, I think it's important because I think that it can, in my experience of like getting ready to make this, mm-hmm. which is very limited in the grand scheme of podcast creation in general, yeah. a huge hindrance to me was coming up with what the show was going to be about yeah. because pitching a show that's like, we like each other. We have a great relationship. Listen to us talk to each other. Did I? Like, I yeah. think that's, there still has to be the crux of what the show is about. Yeah. And so that honestly brings me to another question is at what point did you recognize that this was something you wanted to do and then started doing? Yeah. And how, why is this like one of the big creative things in your life? that you keep coming back to over and over again. Yeah. I, it's so funny. Like, I think for years, um, my, my, one of my best friends, um, Charles and I talked about starting a podcast and now I'm having flashbacks. Like there were podcasts that were before the talk show. Um, 
there were two shows, Dignation and the Totally Rad Show, uh, both now defunct, but they're on this network called Revision 3 that specialized in video podcasts. And so I, I would watch those a lot. And I never thought of them in the same way as like a radio show. Uh, and so CJ and I, uh, Charles, uh, and I would always talk about doing a podcast and we w- would try and figure out like, okay, well, we need to get camera setups and we need to do all this. And like, so it was always just one of those things that like seemed like an exciting medium. Like, hey, let's talk about this cool new fucking video game we're playing. Like, this will be a lot of fun. And it never happened because I think we put way too much pressure on ourselves mm. to make a video podcast. And so we just kind of never went anywhere with it. Got it. And then I started listening to, to audio podcasts. And again, with like the talk show. And Fletcher and I, since we were living together and we both had a mutual excitement about a lot of things, including Apple, but also like movies and video games and stuff like that. Um, I remember being uh, like, I remember talking with him about that and saying like, hey, we should do this. And then the thing that kind of pushed me over the edge was that my two friends, uh, Tim and Jeff, started their own podcast. And I started listening to that. I'm like, I could do this like this. This would like this sort of arrangement of two guys who just like enjoy each other and Mm -hmm. like talking about like mutual interests and and have fun doing it like that create some really engaging stuff for me um i know it's kind of like the stereotypical like two white dudes talking about tech at this point but but that's where you were at i was a white dude and i like tech (laughs) (laughs) so um a confession shocking everyone i know (laughs) but that was that was the thing that kind of pushed us over the edge where we're like let's do this like let's create this show and i'd always wanted to be a voice actor Mm-hmm. And I like I I went to school for theater and acting, and while I enjoyed doing that, the thing that I always loved doing the most was talking into a microphone. Mm-hmm. And I did that throughout school. I took classes outside of school. I've created a bunch of different demo reels and stuff like that. And it's never really took, mostly because I have crippling student loan debt, uh, and so it's just like not really possible for me to make a full time job out of trying to find voiceover gigs. Sure. But I could be creative in another way and still like talk and have uh, like feel like I'm getting my message out there, things that I want to say and be able to just kind of like self-publish. That's the the barrier for entry is way lower. I can sign up for any podcasting service and say like, cool, host it here. Like now I can tell my friends on Twitter. Now I can tell people in my life Um, and that. That was one of the the big catalysts, I think, sure. doing that first show with with Fletcher. Um, and we did, I don't know, 40, 50 episodes. I might be mis- misremembering. Um, but at that point, it really, like, anybody that I had a lot of fun talking to, there was this moment where I'd be like, let's have a podcast. Like, let's start right. doing a podcast. And later on... Charles and I did start a podcast. We started doing a show called Limitless Adventure, was which was a tech focused show. Um, I did one with my ex wife, uh, Sexless Marriage, which was more about sort of like our relationship because we were together for like twelve years. Yeah. Um, and then there's Accidental Podcast Podcast, which mm-hmm. is currently still running, uh, and probably the longest running show I've done consistently. It was mostly consistently, 
Mostly consistently. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I've been on, uh, like, been a guest on one show. That's the one I know about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Open ended. Um, which is a show that my friends uh, Cher Vincent and James T. Green do. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a really fun one. I don't know. There's just there's something so natural feeling mm-hmm. for me, and it's weird because I typically have trouble voicing my ideas like mm-hmm. i'm much better in written communication right but when it comes to sort of like this talk show format where i'm just like connecting with another person or another or like another maybe two people that's something that i seem to thrive in totally i think yeah i think so i mean you can tell me like <laughs> how I don't you think, feel about this show i don't think i would spend my sunday going downtown to record this podcast if I didn't think that it was going to be a fun thing to do that you were good at and with somebody that I trust. Yeah. I think it is an interesting highlight that I haven't even considered before that typically kind of off the cuff thought processing and sharing is not the niche in which you feel most comfortable. Not at all. But when you put a microphone in front of you, all of a sudden that trepidation kind of melts away. Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden you want to share and open up and you've got great wit and like a lovely voice to listen to and, and all of these things that make you a beneficial podcaster. And the willingness to go through and record and edit these things, which is a, a time-consuming effort. Yeah. I think it's very interesting that all it takes is the this is me doing something creative yeah. mentality and utilizing resources that are naturally at your disposal as the human being you are. Mm-hmm. And that suddenly opens you up. And that is love, I think. Yeah. It's, it's funny that like all it takes, like I, I have to flip on a switch, mm-hmm. but it's, but it is funny that like so often I feel crippled by my own like sort of like thought processes and and like how I have to talk with like if I try to talk with somebody new sure or I have to talk to a, or like mingle in a group of people at like a party or something that's not not my bag right but yeah like with the microphone there's something about it where it's like cool I get to perform now right and I would even say something that we've talked about in preparation for recording these episodes is do we share the question that we're going to ask one another mm-hmm. in advance. And I specifically said no, because I know myself and I'll start scripting my response. Yeah. And I don't think that that provides a genuine reaction. Yeah. Um, and you were on board with that. And so I think that that's interesting because I think normally you like time to craft your response mm-hmm. so that it really is, it articulates what you really want to say. Yeah. I'm a terrible introvert and don't like having to talk to people. Uh, like there's a lot of anxiety that comes with that. But man, do I love public speaking. Right. And it's when like I have my presentation down, like I know exactly what I'm going to mm-hmm. say. Then I, I feel like and I have a great. The room. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like that. The command of that room is just something that I like completely thrive on, even though it drains the hell out of me. Sure. Uh, but there's still something really exciting and fun about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 
I it can know, be just... exhilarating and draining at the same time. Oh, totally. Totally. Yeah. Like a roller coaster ride. Yeah. I could only do that so many times. I will love every second of it. Yeah. But I, it's not how I'm going to recharge. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of, it's funny that we've talked already about like, or for like 30 minutes of getting super meta about podcasts. Yeah. Mostly my experience. I'd be curious to hear um, a little bit more about how you sure because you love podcasts too it seems i do i do (laughs) um i tend to i think latch better on to the ones that have like a constructed narrative Mm -hmm. um that are telling a story yeah so the adventure zone oh god it's the best it's (laughs) i mean and the thing is is that that's improvised so that's not a an edited constructed story in so much that they know where it's going to go when they start right um, but to that point, like the relationships that they have, um, I love it. I think something that I think, um, some people tend to feel about the brothers is that like there tends to be, I think, a preference for Griffin mm-hmm. and Justin and sometimes Travis gets on people's nerves, but I think we're talking about the McElroy brothers. The McElroy brothers. Yeah, yes. Again. I'm sorry. Yes, the McElroy <laughs> brothers. For whatever reason, but I was introduced to the McElroy brothers through the Adventure Zone and mm-hmm. I f- really truly feel like Travis shines there and yeah. he, I he, he he has my whole heart. Um <laughs> and don't get me wrong, like Griffin is a wonder child and like the creative prowess that he has is uh, unbelievable. Yeah. Um and Justin is an incredible improviser in the moment in the story. Like, I think that it's really great. And then Clint is wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> He's a wonderful addition to that. I love that they crew. brought their fucking dad on the show. I know. It's, and it's so just, good. It's so wonderful it's, to hear them all interact. It feels very heartfelt. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the relationship, the relationships are truly key there for sure. But there is like a, there is a mastery uh, about those people. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think it's also that I like I it is my ability to be in awe of craft. I think that really draws me to podcasts. And so the first podcast I ever downloaded was This American Life. And you can argue with me and tell me that it's not a podcast, but there are podcast versions of the of the released show on NPR. Mm -hmm. It was because like I loved that show in high school and in college, it gave me like all of the feels all of the time. It was happy. It was sad. It was hysterical. Um, it was heartbreaking. And I really enjoyed it. And when I found out that I didn't have to be tied to my radio at a certain time in order to get that, that I could have those episodes and even go back to the beginning of the show um, and listen to, you know, nerdy young Ira Glass doing his thing. Um, <laughs> that was uh, that was something that provided me with a certain kind of freedom. And I think that it freed me from the radio. And don't get me wrong, like even yesterday um, in my car, like it, the Bluetooth pairing was with your phone and it's harder for my phone to switch over for some reason. And so instead of turning off the car and switching back to Bluetooth, I just turned on the radio and I was able to listen to like the TED Radio Hour and the new version of A Prairie Home Companion. And I still enjoy, enjoy catching those shows on the radio. I would say that the vast majority of what my podcast playlist was for the longest time were just podcast versions of NPR shows. Yeah. The Moth Radio Hour, the TED Radio Hour, This American Life. Um, I even listened to Fresh Air for a while. It's fine. Um, 
<laughs> um, but uh, I really enjoyed that. Um, and I would try listening to these like uh, like homemade podcasts, like low level production podcasts okay. um, that like weren't a radio show that had been like produced with like a budget. <laughs> yeah. So like what we're doing right now. Right, right, right. I would try <laughs> listening to those things and the lack of clarity of the narrative would mm. always get in my way of being able to enjoy them. I think it really was because like I even I even like reply all, but that is still a that yep. is mostly a constructed narrative and yep. an interview based storyline typically. There is a little bit of banter back and forth between like PJ and Alex. Yes. <sighs> Names are just escaping me right now. But yeah, there was a little bit of, there was some good banter like in the studio between PJ and Alex, but that is a very minor part of the show if if it ever happens at all. Um, and then there's Yes, Yes, No, which is probably the most kind of off the cuff part of that show. And that's not even a recurring, a regular segment on every episode. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Taz. The Adventure Zone. And I tried listening to Mabim Bam. I tried going all the way back to the beginning of Mabim Bam. And yeah. they have learned a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Not only in terms of good audio quality, because yeesh. Like, they're hold- clearly holding up a microphone to a Skype call at one point with oh, Travis yeah. and stuff. But also they've learned a lot about what it means to be a decent person. Yeah. Not that they were ever bad people, but they've become better. Yeah, I think more accepting and understanding. Open-minded, aware, mm-hmm. exposed. Yeah. I think that's my favorite thing about the McElroys. Not like like their relationship together, but that they have this sort of shared understanding that like they can bring humor to the world through kindness and inclusivity mm-hmm. yeah. rather than trying to put people down. Definitely. Which is just a magical quality. And that's something that like... The more that I listen to them, the more that I want to focus on stuff like that. For sure. And being excited and happy and trying to just bring joy to people rather than shitting on people that I don't like or don't agree with. Yeah, absolutely. It's not about climbing over people. It's about everybody together. I agree. And so, yeah, I, I think that that is also like a key part of it is... The things that I really like listening to are things that are inherently positive or make me laugh when it comes to the kind of off-the-cuff shows that I listen to. Mm-hmm. So another example is like Flophouse. Yeah. Flophouse is definitely, oh, amateur was the word I was looking for earlier. <laughs> amateur. I, I really love that you brought that up after talking about the Flophouse. <laughs> well, I'm not saying that they're amateur. They are very good at what they do. <laughs> Um, I think they might argue that they're amateur. <laughs> possibly. Who knows? We can leave that to them. Yeah. I, I, in, regardless of whether or not it could be classified as amateur, <laughs> I really enjoy that show. And that you could say they're kind of putting something down, but it's usually high budget movies. <laughs> yeah. And so who cares? Yeah. Um, and you know, I think it's, but I still think it's like a loving critique of art. Yeah. It's not anger based. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's not like they're I mean, the whole crux of the show is kind of like pointing out a lot of absurdity or a lot of just like bad acting or bad mm-hmm. construction. Um, but the, it doesn't feel like it's rooted in malice. 
totally like there's there's a it's like they they love watching the bad movies mm-hmm. so they can get excited to talk about them oh, for sure um it's all a mystery science theater 3000 totally. like it's this loving look and willingness to laugh yeah at something yeah and it's done they'd subject themselves to it out of joy yep for sure yeah for sure yeah the only other podcast that i really listen to that i have listened to and this is very very recent i recently became a manager and have become really interested in like organizational development and leadership training and development and and that kind of stuff and so i've listened to a lot of harvard business review podcasts yeah i love the harvard business review yeah and they write incredible content and so sometimes it's a really engaging conversation but it is that guest radio show kind of yeah setup and it's and that is something where it's just if I was driving back from Arlington Heights and I was really tired, I was like, I cannot listen to this right now. My brain cannot absorb any like critical information right yeah. now. Um, and so I'd have to switch it to music or something a little bit more lively. Um, but that I do think can occasionally I can find gold in there that I find helpful and can apply to my actual life, yeah. which is a different quality from the other kinds of podcasts I've listened to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, how much do you love doing this right now? I love it. Yeah, Are yeah, you a lot. Fun? I am having a lot of fun. Yeah, I love getting to know people. Yeah, and I love getting to ask questions. Um, so this is a really beneficial way for me to ask you things in a context where otherwise it would seem kind of awkward because of how formal it is. Yeah. Um, and still have like a really fun, inspiring conversation as a result. Yeah. I think we tend to have just in general throughout the four years that we've known each other. Mm-hmm. One thing that's always been consistent is how well we connect and how our, like our conversations are very, I would say energetic and, and, uh, reciprocal. Like one thing I never feel like is that I don't have a voice in the conversation or that like either one of us is taking too much right of the the like sometimes like yeah totally Mm -hmm. even yeah i think that's probably the best way to describe it even though there like sometimes there are things that one of us is more excited about than others there's Mm -hmm. a lot of balance there definitely and so yeah i was really excited at the thought of doing a show where we could just kind of do what we normally do but also of course have the I don't necessarily want to call it a shtick, but a reason to be excited. Yeah, totally. And and then, you know, to spread the wealth, yeah. you know, distribute it to the masses. <laughs> Why should we keep this to ourselves? How much do you love socialism? Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it has some good qualities. Venezuela. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but yeah, so yeah. being able to, to spread positivity. Mm-hmm. Was that what you were going for? Yeah, I, I was. I was really kind of making fun of this idea that it's just like we have such great conversations. We should record them and share yeah. them with all of our friends. <laughs> yeah. You know, everybody deserves to listen to us talk. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that's really funny. But I do like this idea of it being a positivity-based podcast. Yeah, because I think that the world needs more as much of that as it possibly can get. Yeah, especially right now. Yeah, and I think, honestly, there are probably very few times in history if you were to travel back and talk to the current occupants and say, like, 
are you good on positivity? Yeah. Do you need a little less? Yeah. Are you satiated? Everybody, everybody always needs more positivity. Yeah. Are you too optimistic? Are you too <laughs> pleased with your life? <laughs> exactly. So with the state of the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you think this has been a success thus far then? You want to continue doing this? Yeah. This has been fun. I mean, what? 45 minutes have gone by? Yeah. And it feels like it happened all in the blink of an eye. Yeah. I feel like way. there was a lot of me talking. Yeah, because I asked the question that yeah. may have been purposeful. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like my question is a natural follow-up. Like, I like I was going in thinking of a completely different topic, which I won't spoil because okay. next time I'll ask the question Yeah, totally, first. totally. But, like, I... I think it it makes sense to just kind of like piggyback on your question to check in with you and see like, you know, how are your feelings about this? Because like I also want to know how you got into podcasting oh, for and like sure. seeing if this is a creative medium that you see pursuing further. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like you said, like the barrier for entry is really low. Like, and as far as I'm concerned, I show up and I talk into a microphone and then I go home. Yeah. Um, and there's more post work where you are concerned. I think I'm interested in learning how to do that. I think it's something new for me. Yeah. This is, yeah, this is new and I like new. Yeah. I'm excited to do new things. Me too. I think, uh, this will be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think so too. Thanks for inviting me on this journey. (laughs) Thanks for joining me. Yeah, you betcha. This is really nice. Yeah, I agree. Special thanks to Jackson Davis for letting us use his song, Same As You Wanted. His new EP, 701, can be found on Apple Music, Spotify, anywhere you listen to music, Bandcamp, I think. Yeah. SoundCloud, who knows? I feel like Apple Music and Spotify, maybe Google Music are like the three that you need. Okay. Either way, I don't know. If, I don't even know if it's on Google Music. I'm going to hope. I do know that it's on Spotify and I do know that it's on Apple Music. And so you can find his EP, J- Jackson Davis 701. <laughs> and it's fucking great. It is really quite wonderful. Yeah, that's our intro and our outro music. Yeah, it's just the best. So I think that that's the show. Yeah. Thanks for giving us a listen. This was fun. Yeah, I had fun too. I can't wait to do another. Me either. Yeah. Thanks, hon. I'll catch you later. Okay, I'll see you in a bit. Okay. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 